welcome back. If you're new here, it's me, Maya, not me, Madison and Maya, and we're juniors here at Ryan for <laughs> second week doing the podcast. And we had some technical difficulties earlier, but we fixed it. And today we're sitting down with our English teacher, Mr. Fabrizio. And if you know him, that's great. He's an English teacher at Rye. Um, and we're going to be sitting down to talk about cultural differences in the 90s slash early 2000s compared to today. So we're going to introduce Mr. Fabrizio first. He's been working at Rye for six years. And he's taught a wide arrangement of classes from AP Lang to philosophy to um, honors and regents, freshman English. Yeah. Um, I've had him three times, so I can say he definitely uses a unique approach to teaching by including food. We did a Sherlock Holmes unit freshman year, and I don't have enough good things to say. I mean, I have enough. I don't have enough good <laughs> things to say. I have a lot of good things to say about Mr. Fabrizio, considering he's taught me for three different classes. Yeah, so. yeah. He's taught me for two. This is my second class, and my other class with him was English freshman year, and it actually um, was my favorite English class I've ever taken. So. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not to, we're really hyping him up but anyways um he's our special guest so yeah <laughs> okay um before we start we're gonna ask you a question are there any major differences that you find in teenagers regarding media consumption in 2020 today versus how teenagers were while you were growing up because he's a 90s kid correct correct i was born in 1989 so i can also say that i saw the 80s i was there for the 80s um oh yeah for very very briefly um, but the biggest thing is obviously the access that you guys have to media, just in terms of the internet. I think mm-hmm. we got our internet connection maybe like 1994, five, six in that area. So we didn't yeah. really have the internet until like I was, you know, five, six years old. And yeah. I certainly wasn't logging on until I was a little bit older. And then even like the internet you know, late 90s, early 2000s, as you're kind of finding your way on, there wasn't a lot there. There wasn't Mm -hmm. much to do. It wasn't as big. It wasn't as expansive. And you certainly couldn't stream things. You know, YouTube, I feel like I just saw YouTube's, um, was it YouTube's 15th anniversary? Like YouTube hasn't been around for forever. Yeah, it's Um, definitely new. It's much newer than I think you'd probably imagine. But what's wild is talking to you guys. So you're both 16. Mm-hmm. it's for all intents and purposes youtube has always been a given in your lives going yeah. onto the internet to consume media and to watch things and to listen to things on the internet was always a given it was a thing that you guys always had and so you know if we wanted to watch a tv show we were flipping channels you know yeah. you had the cable box yeah. we were flipping channels um you know when i was really young we had a cassette tape collection for music yeah and then we graduated to cds and there was lots and lots of cds i bet my brother still has like our cd book from like when he was in high school yeah my mom had that my dad does too like in the car you have your cd book and and you feel real cool because you have all of your music in one place and (laughs) it's just it's obviously not like that anymore and so there was just a sense that like you were stuck with what you had Um, Yeah, there was like this monetary barrier to getting more media. And now it's just so easy and available for you guys. And I think that's Mm -hmm. a really interesting difference for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I just still think, though, that like, while we were growing up, like, 
I don't feel like I was watching that much TV, like, now is that consuming that much media, which I feel like is kind of different from, like, babies nowadays. Because, like, I'll be in a restaurant and I'll see, like, a baby with a screen actually, like, four inches away from its face, which I feel like never was really that big of a thing while we were growing up. But I definitely still think that, like, just the access to media was a lot easier than it was while, like, you were at the same yeah. age we were. Totally. Yeah. And, and like you say, Maya, it's, like, you know, as the years go on, it'll just keep evolving and things will start happening earlier and earlier. So for us, like, I bet people, Mr. Mr. Fabizio's age will, you know, look at how we grew up and um, be like, wow, that's that's crazy because we have everything, like, at our fingertips. Um, but our generation, me and Maya, look at kids way younger than us and see they're already starting with that and it just is going to continue and it's just crazy. Does mm-hmm. it, does it, how do you guys feel about that? Does it scare you? the way it scares me yeah like I wonder I wonder like when I have kids how bad this situation is going to be like I mean we can easily say like oh when I have a kid I'm never going to let them watch tv I'm never going to get them an ipad but then it's like there's just not as many ways that like they find their way to entertain themselves besides like tv Mm -hmm. and the ipad and eye touches and stuff like that so it kind of makes me like nervous that like how much is it going to impact my kids like if it's impacting kids nowadays and I'm only 16. I know our attention spans are ruined. I feel like our generation, I mean, it's TikTok. It's like, I think the reason why it was so popular too is because it entertained us so much because there's new content constantly and every video you know will at least be one minute long. And, you know, it's just so much coming at us every, you know, every time we swipe down the, the page. And now I'll go on TikTok and sometimes I'll be like, this is getting boring. I need to go on something else. And it, it makes it harder to watch movies and certain things because our attention spans, we're always looking for more. Mm-hmm. I'm terrible okay. at watching movies these days. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's really, it's probably, it's really not just you guys for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea of sitting down for 90 minutes or two hours to watch an entire movie kind of makes my skin crawl. And yeah. it's funny. It's a thing we used to do all the time. Like when, when I was in high school, like that was like our Friday night thing is we would like get together and we go to the movies and we hang out. But now I just, I can't do it. And you're talking about like, like at least like a TikTok is, is 60 seconds. Like mm-hmm. sometimes I get caught on Instagram and you can just like scroll on Instagram and it goes on, it's infinite. And mm-hmm. you're just like blowing past pictures. Mm-hmm. And it would be a funny experiment. I'm sure somebody's done it, but like how how many pictures can you get through? You know, in a minute. You're talking yeah. about 60 seconds. You know, it's probably frightening just in terms of how much you can consume so quickly. I know. I, I agree. I agree. It's it's crazy how much everything is advanced, but I feel like we're so used to it now that I guess this will go into sort of our next topic that kids our age sort of look to people of your generation and kind of have nostalgia for something they haven't experienced and I think that part of our generation wishes we could have had less but then at the same time we're always looking for more um and you know growing up in the 90s I think me and Maya always talk about stuff like this like whether it's the 80s or the 90s we always watch old movies and there's just sort of this magic that they have and I think it's why our generation will connect with those and um it's why we are nostalgic even though we really never would have experience of that and our generation just our childhoods were nothing close to it but I definitely think there's a magic about things that come from the generation and uh yeah I think a part of it sorry 
I think no, it, again, Maya. I think a part of it has to do with the fact that, like, at least for us, Madison, we can definitely say we're nostalgic for it because, like, we're not – like, we both can see past, like, how – because I don't know. Like, I feel like a lot of kids are really heavily depend on, like, social media and, like, their phones and stuff. And I feel like for us, we're not super – we're not really as bad as other people. But, like, I feel like we want that because we know the negative impacts of technology, whereas other kids, like – can't really not saying like I'm superior or anything but it's hard to see past that like like Mm -hmm. social media and technology and all this stuff like I think people kind of forget that there used to be a life without all of that and I feel like we long for that because we've seen like the negative impacts of social media and definitely it yeah technology on other kids in our generation if that makes sense Mm -hmm. the the thing that you're longing for and and Madison you said it seemed magical um could you guys be more specific about, I have a general idea of what you're talking about, but could you maybe be a little bit more specific about like what, what sorts of experiences you guys are seeing in media from the eighties and nineties that you do find so magical? I feel like just the fact that people walked through the hallways and like, weren't just staring at their phone or had their AirPods in and like people were interacting with each other more. Mm -hmm. I just, I feel like that's what I really miss. Like, especially now during COVID, like I, there's nothing I hate more than not even being able to see my friends in the hallway and just simply going from one tab to another, joining a Google meet. But even before that, like, I just really wish that there was more human face-to-face human interaction, like at least with Snapchat. I mean, I know people like mm-hmm. people have never spoken to other people in real life, but they have a Snapchat Snapchat streak, so they think they're best friends. But it's like you've never interacted with this person. Like I feel like we just long for more face to face interaction. Yeah, and, totally. Yeah, and, and uh-huh. in these movies, you're just like forced to look up because I don't know. I'll be watching them and I forget. I'm like, oh wait, there is no phones. There's no social media, whatever. And that's obviously a huge part of it. Um, also, just like the generation itself like the music that plays I mean obviously it has an effect on it but um yeah I definitely think that what Maya said Maya said it perfectly like the whole idea of just that wasn't an option and I also think that teenagers obviously have a lot of anxiety and social stuff when Mm -hmm. they're hanging out with groups of people and phones have kind of become like this reliance in social situations where if you're feeling a little awkward you'll just kind of use your phone and look down and it's sort of like this kind of just like helpful like I rely on my phone for those situations Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so this is this is the whole friends thing that I find very very amusing that uh, a lot of people your age and a lot of your peers like friends the show friends Mm -hmm. and the thing is you guys like friends because it's a group of people that spend time with each other and sit and have coffee and my entire teenage social life was going to coffee shops with my friends. Mm-hmm. That's all we did. Um, and like, those are some of the best memories that I have. Mm-hmm. And we didn't get smartphones. I mean, we had phones, we had flip phones, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, was, um, I was talking to my wife about this last night and she was like, yeah, your phone served two purposes. You called your mom when you got there mm-hmm. and you called your mom when you needed somebody to come and pick you up. Yeah. yeah. And that was, that was the function of your cell phone. There was really no calling and talking to people. It was like maybe calling to set up what the plans were going to be, you know, for Friday night or Saturday night. Yeah. But it was generally you got together and you were with these people. And so when you guys get really into friends or even more recently, Stranger Things is another one that I think plays really, yeah, really definitely. big with 
kids your age, it's you see these kids riding bikes together, hanging out. Maybe it's a little bit nerdy, but playing D&D is an experience mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. you're sitting in a room with someone, you're sitting in somebody's basement for four hours at a time and sharing an experience. Mm-hmm. And there's no, there's no barrier of the phones. And you guys talk about having the phone out in social situations. And this is a thing that I'm, I'm very, very heavily judgmental of other people mm-hmm. yeah. who have their phone out when you're having a conversation with them. And I hesitate to point the finger at Gen Z here. I think it's very, very easy. And a lot of people do get involved in this thing that like, it's, it's your generation's fault. Mm-hmm. And this is a problem that's exclusive to you. Um, tons of my friends, I have a whole group of friends that, you know, when we get together, it's everybody's phone is on the table and yeah, it yeah. kind of, it's, it's unnerving to me because you don't get together with your friends as often when you're a little bit older. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we do this if we do it once a month or every, twice a month or now this year, I haven't seen um, sort of a bunch of my friends in a long, long time, which is wild. It's a whole different conversation, but mm-hmm. you know, I have friends that can't handle it. I think of like my parents, uh, my, my mother-in-law is particularly guilty of this sort of thing where like you're sitting at the table you're having dinner and she's kind of scrolling through Facebook and it's like whoa (laughs) um and so it's it's a thing that I would hesitate to kind of make it a generational thing it seems like everybody's struggling with it in some way it's nice to hear that you're both aware of it Mm -hmm. and you both seem to want to get away from it I think that's great yeah I think that's interesting Mm -hmm. that you bring up the point of like your friends um putting your phone on the table because sometimes I feel stupid saying that to my friends I'm like but I mean it's just sometimes like I said before you just crave that like human interaction without like the a phone being a threat of like disturbing that if that makes sense because I mean it's just like if you're talking to someone and they're on your phone like you think that they're not really listening to you which I just I mean is definitely taken the wrong way for me like I'm like is what I'm saying not important enough but I mean, I guess it's it's just kind of been normalized, I feel like, the past couple of years to be able to just drown out conversation and go on your phone, if that makes sense. Yeah, I definitely agree. And, and me and Maya hang out in – or Maya and I hang out in groups a lot with um, a group of people. And normally there are, the, are those moments where we kind of just sit and go on our phones for a little bit because it's almost like you need a break from each other just for, mm-hmm. like, a couple, couple minutes. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of just crazy how that's so normalized because I went through this, this phase where – my phone didn't work like the wi-fi or something was wrong with it and like my friends can only contact me through like social media apps like I could barely text them like something was off with my phone and so whenever I wasn't connected to my own wi-fi I would have to I wouldn't be able to use my phone because I didn't have wi-fi and so I was kind of forced to not use it and then it causes you to really notice how much your friends are using it and kind of like when you're around them I'll just be sitting there in silence and I'll be like why am I not talking to anyone right now and it's just because they're on their phone but (laughs) yeah yeah we don't need to like dwell on that for that long I mean it's kind of obvious that it sucks but (laughs) anyway yeah uh so I kind of want to just get into what your favorite stuff was to watch growing up just because maybe we can bond over um different shows and movies that we love from both of our eras of life yeah sure so so sorry you can go. I was going to say, I made, I made a list here where I was, like, was working through some ideas. I was trying to remember what I was into. I didn't do a lot of watching a lot of TV in high school, which is, I think, a fun departure from where you guys are. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, so I got really heavy into reading in high school. That's probably where like 
all the English teacher foundation got laid, Mm -hmm. but, you know, running up to that, you know, the Simpsons was still good, which I'm saying, I don't know if anybody still watches the Simpsons is still on. Right. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. the Simpsons was wonderful. Um, Early family guy was really good. Um, When I was real little, Nickelodeon was, was tremendous. Yeah. You know, the, the, you know, the, Hey Arnold was very, very good. Early SpongeBob was super good. You mm-hmm. know, um, yeah. I definitely think '90s cartoons were a big, big thing. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Cause... Somebody's bringing them back, right? I don't know if it's Netflix or Amazon. I think is bringing back um, some of the '90s Nickelodeon cartoons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so funny that I you know. mentioned SpongeBob because literally this last weekend, Madison and I were with our friends, and we would like probably watch two hours of spongebob just <laughs> yeah that's true yeah that's, that's tremendous that. yeah i know and this kind of brings me to the topic of streaming services and mm-hmm. how you know that i think is the biggest change when it comes to tv mm-hmm. and well tv is like amazing right now i mean like we have more options than ever before and all of it is like pretty amazing like every show i mean there's tons of stuff mm-hmm. um and streaming services i think like netflix is like i mean gen z i feel like and honestly every other every other age like really runs off netflix i mean and hulu like we have so many other options disney plus like now you can just sit down and go for any old disney movie you want to watch if you have disney plus and i think that's crazy yeah. and goes back to the topic of we have everything at our fingertips and yeah it kind of takes away though the special aspect of going to the movies and waiting for something to come out and mm-hmm. just getting excited because we have so much access which is why i think we want to have less and go back to that time where yeah. that wasn't an option yeah there, there's a thing that um one of my favorite media critics he's a sports writer but he's kind of shifted into media stuff bill simmons i talk about him a lot but he talks a ton about monocultural experiences and so the idea that everybody watches the same thing at the same time and so in the 90s in the early 2000s you would have experiences you know um the most famous one is mash everybody watched oh the my finale god of mash my, my brother or... mr Fabizio, is obsessed yeah. brendan is obsessed with mash he watches it at college he and my dad watch it together it's like an unhealthy <laughs> obsession that's one of the most brendan <laughs> things i think i've ever heard that's perfect <laughs> that is so good that's um, that's crazy you bring that up it's it's not but... okay yeah he's okay but it's one of those things where you know you know that a show is going to be on you know on sunday night the last option last opportunity we really had for this and we're probably going to have for this was was game of thrones where everybody mm-hmm. was locked in sunday night um waiting for this thing to happen everybody was kind of going through that together mm-hmm. and that's so much less of a thing because even the way the shows are made now are totally different. You know, things are less episodic and it's more about like, it's the 10 episode season and it's one story that you're watching straight through. And if you go back and you kind of dig through, you know, certainly friends, certainly uh, any of the cartoons that are on Nickelodeon, there were maybe like small things that followed from episode to episode or there would be like multi-episode arcs, but generally Mm -hmm it was episodic in the sense that each thing was its own standalone experience. Yeah. And now with streaming and, and binging as the, like the correct way to watch TV, right. To sit down and, and, you know, Mm -hmm. knock out four hours at a time. Mm -hmm. They're making television differently. Yeah. Um, They're design, they're designing 
shows and episodes differently. The structures are changing. Mm -hmm. And so it's this totally interesting thing where to get back to your nostalgia for the thing that you've never experienced, people aren't going to make TV shows the way that they made them uh, in the 90s. But yeah, yeah, it's it's there's so many layers to it. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. I've noticed that like if you watch older TV shows, each episode kind of has its own plot. But nowadays it's like each episode is ended with a cliffhanger. So you're kind of forced to keep watching, which obviously Mm -hmm. then leads to the to the binging, which I mean, I doubt it's healthy that you sit like I know I personally can sit at my computer and watch like actually five or six episodes in a row and then look at my clock and realize six hours went by and I haven't seen the light of day yet. And I mean, I don't know. I guess it's it's a blessing and a curse, I guess, because I, mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah, definitely, definitely. And like my parents will say um, when I tell them I love watching Friends and stuff, that's mainly because of Netflix because it, it brought it. I don't think half of the kids that watch Netflix, I mean, watch Friends would have, you know, been able to watch it be- without Netflix. I mean, yeah. like, that's kind of the reason. And then when it, when it was taken off Netflix, it was like this huge deal. But my mom said the reason why those shows were so special is because like, friends Seinfeld you know it all played I think on like Thursday night or something and you know you'd have your friends over and it'd be this special time where you all sit down and get to watch TV because that was the only time it was on so Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah so So, now we're gonna go into music yeah yeah so like when you if you were to like choose what songs you would listen to like what types of music who would you listen to any particular songs from when I was in high school yeah um, I was, I was one of those, perhaps, you know, this person where like your identity is tied to the music that you yeah. listen to. And it was just sort of like a terrible, the worst thing you could possibly do was listen to music that was popular on the radio. Yeah. I've really changed my tune as I've gotten older in terms of appreciation for pop, pop music and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But at the time it was, you know, any opportunity to kind of claim a band as your own mm-hmm. um, that nobody else knows about. And it's like your special secret, your special thing. Uh, that was huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, and I have an older brother too. And so in a lot of cases, if you're sort of ever wondering why I am the way that I am, it's probably because I kind of grew up with someone who was five years older than me. And yeah. it was like, oh man, anything he did, I wanted to do too. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so like Weezer was his favorite band. And so I think Weezer still makes music and it's not very good. I don't but, even know who that yeah, is. Weezer. Oh, do they, sing, do they sing Island in the Sun? Is that correct? The... Oh, yes. I, yeah, I love that song. Yes. Um, and so Weezer was, was moderately big in the 90s. Um, and so basically they were just four nerdy looking guys. And so it was, it was someone to kind of attach yourself to. They're like, oh man, I'm a nerdy looking guy too. And so this <laughs> is music for me. And so like they sang about things like, you know, Dungeons and Dragons. And so it totally was... <laughs> it aligned in such a way that it was, it was kind of perfect. And so, um, you know, crunchy guitars, Mm -hmm. you know, guitar solos, things like that. Yeah. Um, I also really like, we were kind of big into emo and pop punk (laughs) and stuff like that, which is super funny because somebody did a project for me last year and she had like a simple plan song Mm -hmm. playing as the music in the background. And I was like, dear Lord, you listened to this and (laughs) like, yeah, like that's, that's kind of, you know, that's literally, that was literally written before you were alive. Yeah. And so yeah. that's, that's a funny thing. It seems like that range of stuff is, is kind of in with you guys now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing that I always find really funny is now everybody sort of is kind of into country music. Mm-hmm. This was not <laughs> a thing at all when I was in high school. And actually like the analog would have been 
uh, rap and hip hop. Yeah. Everybody, like everybody you knew loved rap music. Yeah. And rap Mm -hmm. was like totally ubiquitous. And at the time it was really, you know, popularly, it was Eminem, it was 50 Cent. Kanye was just starting his career as an artist. Mm -hmm. He made his name as a producer. And so I want to say Graduation Day came out like in 2006. I think I was a senior Mm -hmm. when that came out. Um, Justin Timberlake had his solo stuff. I was I was doing a little bit of research here. Like Justin Timberlake was going solo, and like his first two albums were really really good. Yeah. Um, Gwen Stefani was was going solo after No Doubt. Taylor Mm -hmm. Swift actually put out her first album. I think I was in like. I was in 11th or 12th grade or something like that. Yeah. Um, and so it was really, it's, it's kind of funny at the same time to think about how things were a little bit different. Mm-hmm. A lot of the same people are still kind of hanging around. Yeah. I think that's in that sense. I feel like that's interesting. Like if you listen to Kanye mu- music while you were growing up versus now, it's just so different, which I feel like is so fitting for like the differences in music. Like mm-hmm. pers- I think rap is completely different. Like personally, I like rap, but I know it's like not the most meaningful lyrics and like, um, oh my gosh! Yeah, Maya. True. It depends on what you're. Depends on what you're listening to. Yeah, what I listen I think, to though, definitely isn't, but it's fine. Like since Mr. Fabrizio brought up rap, I want to go into how while I feel like TV and movie standards have kind of the quality has gone up, um, uh, throughout the years, I think music kind of the standard for music has definitely gone down a little bit more because I listen to old rap and like '90s rap, and um, compared to now, I think that you know a rap song can blow up if it just kind of like has a good beat and yeah. like you can mumble a couple words and it'll kind of just I mean it'll have some sort of audience and kids will like it and blast it in their jeeps but like yeah I think that the standard for music and stuff has definitely gone downhill yeah I'm a sucker for a good beat <laughs> yeah. um, but like if you you kind of look at you know Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar yeah is, mm-hmm. is doing some really interesting stuff um Logic was I like, before he stopped creating music. Who was? Logic. He sang like oh, the yeah, Suicide yeah. Hotline song. Got it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm, yeah. I kind of. Like... You go, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say, okay. I kind of got into, I kind of got into Juice World, even though yeah. he, he also died, but I started listening to him. Um, I like him a little bit. Yeah. Um, Frank Ocean's real good, although I don't think <laughs> he's put anything out recently. Yeah. He hasn't but, put um, anything out since Trump has been elected. That's the thing. Oh, that's his roof. Oh, okay. Yeah. But um, it's one of those things. And I guess like Madison, what you're talking about is that like in the 90s, a lot of the, the hip hop in the 90s was almost very, it was very political. It was, yeah. it was actionable stuff. And I think there has been, I guess, a glorification of I'm trying to think the best way to phrase, phrase it for um, a school podcast here. <laughs> but um, glorification of, of, of a lifestyle that yeah. is in sort of one way or another inappropriate or problematic, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and in the 90s, hip hop operated more as a, um, as a vehicle for, for community change, for, for things like that. And it's sort of, it's, it's lo- lost a lot of that. And, mm-hmm. and that's a shame there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a question. So, yeah, definitely. You, um, yeah, was T when was TLC around? Was that the nineties or two thousands? Like that was definitely the nineties. And yeah. if you wander into the um, English department office at mm-hmm. the right moment, <laughs> you'll you'll have us 
you know, blasting, you know, waterfalls or yeah. scrubs or something like That's that. That's the song I was thinking about, waterfalls, because my dad, every time I play it, because it's just like a really good song, my dad's like, oh, you know, there's the meaning behind this song. And it just always tells me about the history of it, which I feel like, I mean, obviously that's still a thing with some songs nowadays, but I've, that really stuck with me after he like, explained the meaning behind the song and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, yeah. And I'm also bringing up kind of like my dad. I feel like I never see my dad happier than when we're like in a restaurant and an old 80s song comes on and he's yeah. just like the happiest he's ever and it kind of just <laughs> Same shows, with my dad. like like kind of like what I was saying just kind of like the stands for music I mean there's obviously some amazing artists out right now but I definitely think like I said earlier there's just some there's just some magic about the old yeah like the oldies because I mean I don't know it just there just is okay yeah I agree um okay next topic so now that we're discussing kind of all of the the differences and um, changes between our generations. Uh, I want to ask you, Mr. Fabrizio, if you think that uh, people our age have uh, different traits or kind of just act different. Well, obviously, I definitely think we do act a little different with certain things, but just kind of possess different attitudes um, and different traits kind of compared to the way your generation was growing up. I try and resist the idea that teenagers of different generations are totally different Mm -hmm. from teenagers of previous generations because, I mean, the next generation is always going to be the one that the older one is going to shake their fist at (laughs) for one reason or another. And this is one of those things where, you know, the, you know, the, the, the greatest generation thought the boomers were the worst and then the boomers thought gen x was the worst and 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 so on and so forth and so um i know you're not baiting me but i'm not taking the bait uh as the millennial to say like ah you gen z kids are are, um are the worst or different for whatever reason but i think to kind of go full circle on the conversation the access that you guys have to the internet and to social media specifically i think has and through no fault of your own it has shifted your priorities. And I'm saying your sort of big wide, you're here. Mm-hmm. Um, your priorities in terms of what is important, what isn't important. Totally. And like, it's all about, it seems to me, and a lot of people write about it. I just had something in AP where um, everybody got the opportunity to, to kind of talk about like the tyranny of, of, oh, of being yeah. the ideal teen- teenager. Yeah. And a lot of people talked um kind of broadly about the idea of like clout chasing right the yeah. the idea that like you need to experience a thing because it's a thing that you can put onto your instagram oh yeah um it's a thing you can post about it's a thing that other people can see and um and and kind of be envious of you mm-hmm. over and it's not that other people don't do that or people my age don't do that but it almost seems totally normalized oh yeah definitely for the for at least sort of thinking about like the the body of students that I teach right Mm -hmm. it's it's one of those things that you have to engage with it at least to a certain extent Mm -hmm. and maybe that's the part that I worry about the most where like it's perfectly fine if someone wants to live their life going somewhere and taking the cool Mm -hmm. picture and then writing the cryptic you know quote at the bottom on the you know is your instagram caption but the idea that everybody needs to play ball with that 
it's mm-hmm. that's the part that makes me uneasy. Like as I'm talking to the two of you, I'm going to make the assumption that you don't necessarily live that life or you don't necessarily prioritize that thing. But I would also go as far as to make the assumption that if I were to scroll through your Instagrams, I would totally find you guys, you know, mm-hmm. on a rooftop or in a nice place <laughs> taking exactly the kinds of photos yeah. that you see a lot of people taking. Yeah, definitely. And that's the tricky thing is where I can talk to two people who understand that there are issues with that, but also consciously engage with it. Yeah, I just, mm-hmm. I think it's interesting. Like, I definitely know I engage with it, but just, I mean, I guess when you, if you compare us to like, the typical teenager and like the amount they post and like what they post and the fact that it's on multiple different platforms like I just feel like I mean obviously I still engage with it but like I don't know I don't I try my best to kind of not engage in it with with it that yeah, much I, like, I know what you mean, like we both I and, mean um... like it's uh, this is just an example that's off the top of my head like most people our age probably have like over like a thousand followers on Instagram and like follow a thousand back like I mean I don't which have... is an a, a, just an impossible number. You don't I know. know a thousand people. I know. No chance. I know. I but anyway, say that. continue. I just had to. The number. I know. The number is just wild. And, anyway, I, and I don't. I don't have like over a thousand followers. And I don't know. I feel like there's just been comments made to me before. Like, oh, like, wh- why don't you have that many followers? I know, that's like, like weird. That's weird. If you or know. why don't you get that many likes? I'm like, I because I don't like because I don't care enough to have a thousand people, random mm-hmm. people follow me. Like, I don't I know. know, I, don't know I don't know a thousand people. And like, yeah. none of the kids that do have that amount of followers do. And I just think it's so like normalized. And I feel like that's kind of the goal. Like once you hit over a thousand for our age, it like makes your Instagram kind of like look better. So, yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of like toxic. And I feel like what you were getting at is that our, um, I keep saying the word generation. I've probably said that a hundred times this podcast, <laughs> but our generations, I mean, we're really not that different, but almost, like obviously when you go into specifics I feel like the differences aren't necessarily our generation's fault yeah but I do think we get lost in comparison and you know a lot of stuff like that yeah and I feel like social media has definitely enhanced that like it's so easy to just stalk someone's account and be like oh it looks like they're living a better life than me and then be sad and also just I'm I'm reading oh yeah you can go and also just the fact that like we have there's so many different platforms like you could be on Instagram and be like oh this group of people were together and then you can go on snapchat and see their private stories and see literally every single second of the time they were hanging out together and just i don't know it's just interesting like everything mm-hmm. is recorded and yeah i don't know if yeah, that's I a good or bad at, yeah me either but i was looking at mr Fabizio's note here where it says like we kind of do have this natural self-obsession that kind of came from social media and i guess yeah. if we were to really look at a specific trait um that you know just characteristics and differences um between the different ages that definitely is something that just kind of came naturally from social media because I feel like we forget that posing in front of the camera I think you said it earlier in one of our web journalism classes and it kind of stuck with me how that actually is sort of just an intention seeking thing in itself which I kind of forget about because Mm. I mean it's true like when you're posting on social media my mom always tells me like what's your goal with this post like why are you posting it because it's kind of like like what what are you looking for like what are you seeking from other people yeah I think that's interesting so I think we should sort of start transitioning towards wrapping up. Um, so just before we go over what we were talking about, reiterate different points made, we just want to thank Mr. Fabizio for using his valued time to talk with us and help us understand what growing up during this different time period was like, because I mean, sometimes we get caught up in our head and think that, you know, we forget that there was life before technology, social yeah. media, all that <laughs> stuff. So 
um, if you want to take anything away from this podcast, I would say that we are both, we can't really point at different generations and say that they're completely different, but we can, because obviously we're all similar, inherently similar, but I mean, obviously there's some major differences that, I mean, some can see as positive, some can see as negative, but that's besides the point. So yeah, we just want to thank him again. And if you see him in the halls, make sure to say hi and say that you listen to this wonderful (laughs) podcast. Um, Yeah. Yes, I'm still here. I appreciate it. All the kind (laughs) words. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And okay, one more thing that I wanted to say, kind of just the wrap up sentence is probably, I think that, you know, we were the main kind of idea we were covering with this is that Gen Z kind of longs for Mr. Fabizio's time period of growing up, and I don't think that that's something his generation can relate to, um, which is, I think, the biggest kind of thing we were surrounding, and I think we got a lot of good conversations in, so yeah, thank Mm -hmm. you so much, Mr. Fabizio, for doing this, and this is actually the first podcast Mr. Fabizio has been on, so (laughs) thank you guys for having me. This was so much fun. I know. It was nice to, I feel like we kind of... I mean, obviously, um, I feel like this is the most like personal conversation we've ever had, Mr. Fabrizio, because you know you're yeah. And that was interesting. And it's one of those things that like I wish we would do a little bit more of. Not that it's like, oh man, we all need to like hang out and be best friends. (laughs) I get that that's not you know that's not the purpose here. But I think I like I like the idea of students and teachers having conversations that are not about the things that they teach, and Mm -hmm. I think it's valuable. I think it's a valuable use of our time. And I really hope that the two of you get other teachers onto this podcast yeah, and that other teachers in the, in the building, in the community would be willing to, to talk to you about their experiences, thinking about media or mm-hmm. thinking about whatever. I think it's any yeah. opportunity to have a conversation, to have, have a dialogue that's not about school, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. is a nice thing yeah definitely yeah this is this is really fun mm-hmm. um so thanks everyone if there is anyone listening for coming <laughs> to 